Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen. I am coming to you from Lumberton, North Carolina. We're finishing up a two-day clinic. Today, what I want to talk to you a little bit about is just some of the things that have been, some of the challenges that have been coming up at the clinics. And one I want to talk about is I had a conversation last evening with uh, one of the dads of the of one of the participants in the clinics and you know we were talking about horses they've got some really really nice horses that one horse in particular went from winning you know a lot of a lot of first uh, even in even setting some arena records he said at some places to being five tenths six tenths of a second off you know basically going from top of the 1d to into the 2d and uh, so a lot of the things we work on um, at my clinics, you know, with the barrel racing clinics, I don't do anything really per se on the pattern so much as work on things that challenges that you're having on the pattern away from the pattern and, ha- and work on ways to fix them and then put them back on the pattern because you know, like I was telling him, I look, and I was telling the whole group yesterday, I, I look at I look at it completely different than a lot of people because I did not, you know, I did not run barrels. I mean, I've, I tell this story all the time. I've shown one horse in the barrel racing, and it was a paint stud that I showed at the Paint World uh, in the Super Horse. Um, and you had to do five events to be in that super horse, to be eligible for that super horse. And I showed him, and, and he did okay, but that was, you know, that was 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It, you know, at that time, I was still riding lots of rope horses, starting to get a few futurity colts. As far as being a successful barrel racer, there's no way you could ever say that about me because that, that's really the only time I've ever run one under the clock. But with that being said, I've also had horses that have been through my program that have won well in excess of a million dollars through the futurities and rodeos. And, and I don't think, you know, I don't think what makes a good horse in any discipline has anything to do with the discipline. I mean, with that being said, you know, obviously in, in any event anymore, as tough as it is, you got to have a horse that can run. You got to have some speed and athletic ability. But as far as helping them develop their potential in a particular discipline, to me, it's all about the communication and helping that horse understand the responses you're asking for and asking in a way that helps them find that answer as easy as possible because if you do that you eliminate a lot of that anxiety and a lot of that frustration every horse is different it's just like yesterday we've got 
you know, we've got 15 horses at this clinic because that's a real manageable number and I want everybody to get plenty of one-on-one -on -one interaction. But you, you have 15 completely different personalities in horses, 15 completely different personalities in people. And so that is why there's not a template out there, not a program out there that is just a cookie cutter program that everybody can follow and get the same end results. It's we're all different and and we all have our own challenges. And you know, just like I was talking with this gentleman, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times the challenges that we're having, we're creating without even knowing it. Just in the way that we're asking for a particular response, just like in this case, I was watching a run of a real nice horse they have, and you know, their horse was uh, drifting on the third barrel coming out of it. Well, coming into it, that horse was stepping out coming into it. So then when it comes in, it dives in, gets on its front end, and not completely stopped, but the horse had probably lost 80 to 90% of its momentum and you end up at darn near a standstill on the other side before you before you come off that third barrel and go home and you know that doesn't have anything to do with knowing anything about barrel racing that just has to do with understanding how a horse's body works and so the first thing that has to happen in that situation is our rider needs to stay up and not get to the inside of that turn because what happens is that horse is establishing that left front foot as a pivot foot and when a horse does that and they get front end loaded the only choice their body has because you've got 30 miles 25 30 miles of momentum pushing that horse with all that momentum when that horse establishes that pivot foot the hind quarter is going to swing out it has to go somewhere if that front end stops moving, that hind quarter has to go somewhere. Just centrifugal force, just just the energy, that, that momentum that you've already built up, it has to go somewhere. You know, just like in that case, that's a simple, simple fix. You know, that horse, you know, we'll do some drills today on a five cone drill that I do that will help that horse free up. And get that front end moving as soon as that front end gets moving that hind quarter can get underneath them they can get more balanced and they can keep moving forward and get through that turn literally in a short amount of time you can correct that i'll be the first to admit i know with that kind of speed it's really hard not to anticipate the turn i i know that i mean i don't compete in that event i have not raced competitively in that event but i promise you i've been around that pattern a bunch and i've been through a lot of drills i do it every day every day that i'm home we're working those horses on those drills so do i understand with speed how hard it is to to stay up and not leak into that turn i i do i do understand that but at the same time you know it's like i was telling him and as we were visiting after the clinic last night, you know, sometimes we, we gotta we gotta get uncomfortable, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Sometimes to make things easier for our horses, 
we need to get uncomfortable. You know, we need to be okay with being uncomfortable so they can be more comfortable and, and help them. Just like a situation yesterday where there was a young trainer working a horse on that cone drill and, and her horse kept missing the lead. Well, when I, when I had her just shift her weight or sit on her outside pocket and go just a slight adjustment, immediately that horse picked up the correct lead. You know, I think sometimes we take for granted those small adjustments. We take for granted how important they are because with your horses, it's black and white. I mean, they either feel you to the inside or feel you to the outside. They, they you know, they have to, the way horses perceive things, I mean, the only thing they have to go on is the signals we're sending them. So sometimes I think we really have to pay attention to detail when we are positioning our hands in our body to ask for a response. And you know, I don't want that to sound like you can't go ride and have fun and enjoy yourself and enjoy your horse. Um, but at the same time, I know in the past I've had horses that allowed me to ride a little bit sloppy and they still found the answers. And then I've had horses that make me be right on point and ride very correct for them to find the answers. So I think, you know, I think a lot of that comes from, you know, just understanding that you gotta, you gotta listen to your horse. Your, your horse will tell you if you're helping them or not. Your horse will tell on you if if you get to riding sloppy, you know, and we all do it. There's, you know, like we talked about it yesterday, there are times where we all catch ourselves doing things that we're like, that's not what I want to be doing. But you may have, your mind may have drifted off. You may have something else going on. You may have, uh, you know, who, who knows, something, something, caught your attention and you're focused on something else for a split second see when that happens to us that horse has no idea what's going on in our world so they they don't say oh well Phil's just lost focus for a second right the only thing they have to go on is what we're the the signals we're sending them you know what what feel are we sending them you know the signal before the signal right because if we're completely dependent on our bridle reins with speed, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, plain and simple. Because with speed, if you're completely dependent on your bridle reins, that means your horse has no feel. Well, if you don't have any feel, that signal before the signal, the responses we get probably aren't going to be real great. You know, so, you know, those are some things you know, in, in this event, because like in the barrel racing event and, and you know, probably, oh, I'm going to say, you know, there's, there's been, there's a little bit of a swing now because of the rope horse futurities this coming year. I think I'll, you know, my percentage of rope horses that I'll take will go up, even though due to my clinic schedule, I'm taking fewer horses next year. Um, I'll take a more select you know, a real select group of horses for next year. 
but for the rope horse, for, you know, there's more of these horses that are going to go both ways for the for the rope horse fraternities and the barrel fraternities, which is going to be great for the horses. Going to be great for the horses because, you know, I, I really think there's a benefit to working a horse where they have to lock on to a moving object. Um, I think if you can lock on to a moving object, you can lock on to a stationary object. And that's why I think roping on any barrel horse is, is great for them, is great for them. They learn to rate, and, and they have a reason to rate, and they have a reason to turn, and they have a reason to stop. You know, control and speed and direction is everything, everything. You know, and we just, it, it, it just amazes me you know, how many horses just, you just can't stop their feet? Well, if, if, if you can't stop a horse's feet, you can't control their speed and you can't control their direction. You, you can manipulate it somewhat, but I wouldn't say you, there's a big difference between manipulating con speed and direction or controlling it. You know, when you manipulate it, you can affect it, yes. When you control it, you got control of it. You know, it's just like with some of our one rain. When we were working on one rain stops yesterday, there's some horses in there that basically, you know, they're, they're just going to bend and keep walking. Just keep walking. And they did it numerous times. And like I told one girl after the, after the clinic, she said, you know, what am I going to do? And I said, well... You know, if you're willing to go home and do nothing but one rain stops for the next couple months, you'll have control of that horse's feet. But here's the situation you get into there. You got to find out if, if you're interested or you're committed. Because if you're interested in your horse getting better, you'll do what's easy. If you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes. Well... Going home to do one rain stops for two months does not sound very good because she's under pressure. She's entered in Guthrie this fall on this horse. You feel that pressure of that deadline. And so when you feel the pressure of that deadline, you, you focus on the end result that you're trying to get to. And sometimes we lose sight of the, of the system that we need to apply to get to the end result. The end result... Where you want to get to, that, that's like a goal. You, you need that. But what's really important is the system to get to that end result. You know, so like in this case, I wouldn't care if, if I ever put that horse on the pattern at more than a walk or a trot for the next two months. And I would continue to do my lateral flexion, my one rein stops until I started to pick up that rein and that horse was just dying in the ground. Because this horse is big and strong, got tons of ability. All we have to do is develop that potential. But to do that, you have to create that habit. When you pick up that bridle rein, they gotta flip that switch back from the reacting side of their brain to the thinking side of their brain. Because what's happening with this horse, every time you let him run a little bit, he becomes reactive. Well, the flight instinct in a horse is a reactive response. 
we stimulate that in that event in the barrel race and you stimulate the reactive response four times in a run you have to have a trigger that brings them back to the thinking side of their brain and when i reach down that rein when i reach down that rein in the in my one rein stops a four-step process but that first step when they just feel me reach down that rein and hold that rein that's that's my trigger that they flip that switch back and then they start then you have the ability for them to respond to the signals you send that's why you don't just reach down that rein and pull on it because when you do that that horse does not have enough time to process that and and give you find that desired response and that that is so so important and and the more i get to hang out hang around in this business the more i get to teach my clinics the more horses i get to have in training I, it just becomes more and more apparent to me and makes me more aware of those triggers that i have to have to help that horse flip that switch back to using the thinking side of their brain you know always be thinking about that when when you get to putting pressure on your horse and, and you get to putting them in situations where you're stimulating that thinking side of their brain there has to be you have to have a go-to exercise that you can use to help trigger that thinking side of their brain to engage and and that's just uh, you know it, it just becomes more and more clear to me all the time how important that is because I can sit and watch horses as we go through these exercises today and we apply a little more pressure to these horses you'll see you'll see you'll know exactly when that horse flips that switch and starts using the reacting side of their brain and you know without without the flip of that switch you know you're not gonna you're not gonna control a 11 1200 pound horse running 30 25 30 35 mile an hour it, it's it's not going to happen you're not you're not going to get that nice soft smooth response that we strive to have with these horses it's just uh it's just not going to happen you know i always i always talk about this and i've talked about it before on my podcast but you know yesterday we talked about you know what what it takes to make a great horse and to me a great horse is a horse that is close to reaching their potential mentally and physically you know that that's all you can ask of a horse that's all you can ask of a human being is that they come close to reaching their potential you know I don't know if any of us really do that or not oh there are some people that do it I mean there's some people that achieve at a high high level and some horses that achieve at a high high level but you know my job with a horse is simple I mean I want to develop that horse mentally and physically so that they have the opportunity to reach their potential if, if we do that you're gonna have an elite horse no doubt about it you will have an elite horse um, it, it's that simple but what it takes to make an elite horse what it takes to help a horse develop mentally and physically to get close to reaching their potential there those exercises the the 
application of what we need to do to do that is easy to do but here's the other side of that thing it's easy not to do meaning it's easy to go yeah I'm doing that pretty good I'm gonna go on to this and then I'm gonna get going faster and then we'll worry about that later well I've done all that believe me I've done it if there's a quick way to skip to the end I'd be doing it because I tell you what I'd have a really good business I'd be really popular if I could do that nobody can do that you have to go through the steps you have to go through the process it takes it always takes longer than what we want it to you know the one thing I can tell you is if you continue down the path of getting a little bit better each day and you continue down the path of building your foundation and you continue down that path of doing those boring exercises that that you really don't want to do because you're not going fast enough you will develop great feel in your horse you'll develop good timing good balance you'll develop great muscle memory because with speed our muscle memory has got to take over and whatever your muscle memory is that's what's taken over with speed you don't have time to think we don't have much time to think about it at all so that's I just wanted to visit with you about that this morning and, and touch on that topic I've got to get over to the building and, and uh, church is about to start so I want to be a part of that and uh, you know be thinking about those things be thinking about those fundamentals be thinking about those triggers be when you next time you ride your horse think about be a good listener and and listen and let that horse tell you when they're being reactive and when they're using the thinking side of their brain and and what's causing each of those what what you're doing to to help that horse stimulate the thinking side of their brain and what you're doing that stimulates the reacting side of their brain big part of horsemanship in my opinion huge part of horsemanship so hey have a great week of training god bless you thanks for listening we appreciate all of you hope you have a wonderful wonderful day and as always today and every day be your best hey thanks for joining us on today's show to learn more about the training program that inspired the be your best podcast Head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.